today's podcast, I am joined with one of our uh, veteran agents, Jeremy McCone, and we were talking about exactly what we should talk about in today's podcast, and we thought about talking about seller objections and kind of going through it, but as we continue to talk, he really shed light on an area that I don't think is talked about enough. And you can you can go online and see a bunch of scripts and a bunch of objection handlers, and I think that's all uh, all beneficial. What Jeremy excels at is avoiding objections in the first place. And so I want to talk on today's episode a little bit more about not having a script for every objection, rather, how do we make sure we give the information and avoid the objections um, altogether? And so making it a much smoother uh, listing or buyer presentation. So with that being said, Jeremy, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That was awkward. I'm yeah. glad you made it weird. Um, Jeremy, how long have you been with Whistle? About six years. Pass. Yeah, pass. <laughs> Jeremy's going to say pass on 45% of the questions. Uh, so you've been here about six years. You came mm -hmm. in at a time where, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the first three or six months or so you came on as an inside sales agent, ISA, right? Yes, I was an ISA. Yeah. And so you came in, uh, came from a career in uh, teaching and coaching jujitsu, which you still do to this day. Uh, on a much more part-time basis, right? Much more, yeah. Um, and so came from a career there, coming into real estate, being with us for six years, uh, consistently being on the top of the leaderboard for um, our sales. And um, and so I, I'm really excited about this this episode because it's not something I don't, like I said, I don't think it's talked about nearly enough. Yeah. Um, it's always about use this script, use this script, use this script. But I think um, some of the things that you were talking about you know, making sure you have your presentation dialed in and kind of not asking some, let's just call them dumb questions, yep. uh, can mm -hmm. make things go a lot smoother. Yes. So before we get into that, if you're watching for the first time, thank you and welcome. If you want more information and like what you're seeing, um, go to thewhistleway.com. From there, you can join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our weekly newsletter, uh, join our outbound referral network. So as people leave San Diego and are going to your area, we actually have contact information so we can send them to you. And finally, learn more about our uh, video course where we give you a step-by-step -step process on how to have to make sure your friends and family know that you're in real estate, uh, have them refer you business, but also make sure your community can refer you business. That is called our Media Mayor Mastermind. All of that is found at thewhistleway.com. And if you're liking this, watching this, make sure you uh, share, like, thumbs up, all those sort of things. We really appreciate it, as I'm sure you appreciate it when uh, your viewers do the same for you. All that being said, let's get into some good, good content. Are you Jeremy, sure that's all? I felt like I felt you had more. I felt you had more. Oh, I got more. To. That's going to come later. Okay, good. Um, so, Jeremy, let's first talk about. We were talking about overcoming objections, mm -hmm. and one of the things I said I, I don't want to talk about is the, you know, why you objection. Right, and you yeah. said, "Well, you shouldn't have that because you should be prepared and should should talk about that before it even comes up." Tell yeah. me a little more about that. Well, yeah, I mean, you sh I mean, you should have a presentation whether you're meeting with a buyer or a seller. You should already have a presentation that you've prepared that tells them who you are, and the goal of the presentation shouldn't just be to convince them how great you are, but like your presentation should be geared towards overcoming those objections before you ever get them. Um, so like I have a, and it, sh and in my opinion, it should be a PowerPoint presentation. Why is that? It just looks more professional. Okay. Um, I, I think that if you're, imagine you're interviewing 
like three or four different agents and one comes in and they they have like a binder and they're flipping from page to page and the next person comes in with a PowerPoint. I mean, which one are you going to, you know, be more impressed by? And I think, well, it depends if it's college ruled or a uh, wide space. That's true. <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's wide spacing and no go. Yeah. If it's like one of those spiral bound ones, you know what I mean? From Shutterfly. Um, oh, I was like this. One. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. Um, but hopefully you're not bringing that to listing presentations. I'm not. Or listing appointments. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, you should have a, a PowerPoint. It just, it's what people are used to. I think most people are comfortable with it. Um, and it just, it creates a good flow through it. And what I love what you said is it should handle the objections before, um, before they come up. Yeah. So talk about some of the, and I know we listed a, f- a few of them, um, but talk about some of the things that, that your presentation specifically covers besides who you are, who the team is. Okay, yeah. There's and it has that in there. The first couple slides are like, you know, who I am, who the team is, and I go over those in about 10 seconds. I put all the information up and I blow right past them because I want them to know. I want them to see who we are and why they should work with us, but I don't want that to be the bulk of it. I want I gloss over that really quickly. Um, but they still see it. And a lot yeah. of times they'll ask you like, oh, you guys sold 500 homes last year. Oh, you've done, you know, over 100 crusaders or whatever. Um, and then it goes into things that you know are like, you know, you've talked to enough buyers, you know what their hesitations are. Their hesitations are, you know, that one, the market's going to crash, the market's going to correct. Their hesitation might be, um, you know, or they're buying the peak of the market, which is the same thing. Their hesitation might be like, what if I lose my earnest money deposit? Um, you know, they have questions that they might ask that they're maybe are too nervous to ask you or like they don't want to look dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, who's escrow, who's title, what do they do? Um, you know, does my payment go up over time? Um, and some of it's stuff like you wouldn't like think like you assume people know, but a lot of people don't. Um, and I, I want to dive in a little bit more. What you just said is they don't want to look dumb. They feel nervous about asking the question. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, in a conversation and one person is nervous and they're thinking about something, but they don't want to say it, that they're not going to look back and be like, Oh, that was great. I really like Jeremy. They're going to be like, I felt like shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want it to be a relaxing environment. And so answering those questions is, is phenomenal. And the thing that I love also about it being a PowerPoint is this can be a living document to where you do the presentation and every time you do it or every, every other one you do it, someone asks the same question, make sure you answer that question, throw it in the power, the yep. PowerPoint. So that way you can make it smoother and more comfortable for them as you go. Yes. And, um, yeah, I love that. And your, your presentation is not just overcoming objections. It's educating them on like what lies ahead. And then it's also guiding them to where you want them to be. Um, so the last couple of slides, uh, like the last slide on my presentation is what are the next steps? And it's like, get approved, sign our, in our case, it's our VIP buyer agreement. Maybe it's a buyer rep agreement, whatever it is, like sign the doc, like make hire me as your agent. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's on the PowerPoint. Um, so you're going to get pre-approved. You're going to sign with me and then we're going to start looking at houses. Like these are the next steps. And I love that you say we're going to start, start looking at houses on there as well, because that's what they want to do. Yeah. And if, and if you don't give them the step that they want to do, they're going to be like, oh. if it's get pre-approved and sign with me, they're going to be like, I don't want to do that. I want to look at houses. That's my goal is so mm-hmm. I can buy houses. So I love how you include that there. Mm-hmm. Um, you also talked a little bit earlier about, um, so now we have the presentation. You do yeah. a presentation. One of the things that, that I think you do well at and that I think a lot of people um, shy away from mm-hmm. uh, is being a salesperson. Yeah. 
And for the most part, I think there are a few exceptions to this rule in the world, but for the most part, you're not going to convince someone to buy a house that doesn't want to buy a house. I agree with that. There are, I, I'm sure there are a few salespeople that are so good that convince <laughs> you to do anything. I think they're few in the world. But I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, those people I think are probably not using their power for good for, good for the most part. Yeah. Um, and so, but for the most part, you're not going to convince them to buy or sell if they don't want to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to be a salesperson and help them get to where they want to go. They're meeting with you mm-hmm. on a listing appointment because they want to sell their home. They're not, for the most part, they're not bored and sitting around, well, I have nothing better to do today. I might as well meet with a real estate agent. Happens. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they want to sell their home. <laughs> it's happened um, to me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably more than most. Um, <laughs> so Jeremy's like, that's 12% of my listing appointments. <laughs> I track it. Um, but one of the things that you said is people, real estate agents, are a lot of times afraid to go for the close. Yeah. They don't want to be salesy, but you're not being salesy. You're helping them get to the next step. Talk about asking for the close. Um, yeah, it doesn't freak me out as much as it used to. Because I think because throughout my career, my goal hasn't always just been to close as many sales as I can. But like the first step of that is go on as many appointments as you can. So I've always made it my goal just to book as many appointments and go on as many, especially listing appointments as I possibly can. Because even if I don't get it, it's like good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, it's a numbers game, right? Like you go on more, you should close more theoretically. But two, just, you know, running into stuff. Oh, now your pen's gone. Bye. <laughs> um, but now you're getting reps in and asking for the business. So it starts to not feel as weird. Um, and it's kind of, you know, if you're a salesperson, you probably enjoy that weird, awkward moment when you're waiting for them to respond when you ask for the business. Like you, there's a little bit of you that kind of likes that. It's kind of fun. So, okay. So how do you ask for the close? You, you do your presentation. Yeah. Next step is pre-approved, sign the VIP, start looking at homes. Yeah. So now we just got to fill out the paperwork. I never like, I, 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 that's my go-to is now we just have to fill out the paperwork. It's not, would you like to work with me now? No, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so are we, do, do we just become best friends? So the next, the next part is you just have to fill out our VIP buyer agreement right here. And then my, where I feel, everybody like, Kyle uses this, I'm going to steal one of his examples Please. about how basketball players have that one spot on the court where like, if they can get to there and just shoot. Like they'll make it every time. Like they know like that's their spot. Like they're not good from everywhere, but if you pass them the ball and they get right there, like they know they're good from there. Mine is um, now we just need to fill out the paperwork and then I go to the paperwork and I just automatically go towards explaining it. Um, And what I love about this, and I know Mike Proctor, another agent on our team does this. um, You're not making it a big thing. Yes. You're, You're not making it. All right. Now here's the contract. Are we ready for the contract? You want to sign that? Like it's, I think people make a bigger deal out of it. Mm-hmm. It, it it seems what I'm hearing you say is it's just an extension of your presentation. Yeah. So this is this. It's just a next step. It's not a, a bigger step. It's the same size step. It's just moving forward. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what? Okay. So that now we fill out the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do they ever, or are they like, yeah, I don't want to do that right now. Yeah. I mean, that's where, if you're going to get an objection where it's going to come from. Okay. Um, and you know, there's, and the goal, again, the goal through your listing presentation, we talked about the buyer one, but the goal through the listing presentation is the same thing. It's to like, you kind of have an idea of what the most common objections are. And your goal is to like beat out those objections before you get them and take them off the table. Yeah. Um, one of the things I try to do throughout my listing presentation is show like how much we invest into marketing. 
so that when we get to the end, if there's a commission objection, they're saying, they're like looking at it like, oh, wow, but he is like investing. He's doing a lot of marketing in my home. Um, and that's why he charges what he charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my goal throughout the listing presentation is to show how much we invest into marketing and then show what the difference is between myself and other agents so that, you know, if I get a commission objection, I can go back towards like, you know, how much we invest in marketing and then point to the fact that, you know, another agent who's going to try to discount their commission, that money is going to come from somewhere. And it's probably going to be the marketing budget that goes into your house that gets you more money. And then the other objection a lot of times you get is, you know, I want to talk to another agent or I want to like get a second opinion, um, which then, you know, I want to, I'm trying to differentiate myself between how much we do to market a home throughout the presentation. So I can lean on that when it comes to overcoming that objection. But yeah, when you ask for the business uh, and you say, oh, now we just got to fill out some paperwork. That's when you're, and you're going to see it right away. Like a lot of times it's like, cool. And sometimes it's, they lean back and then you're like, all right, here, now we're, now we're having the fun part. Now we're yeah. overcoming objections. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> um, and then one of the most common things they'll say is, I got to think about it. And my go-to to that is... Well, I, th- I think I know what you're going to say here, and I really, really like it. So if you're <laughs> listening, take notes. Because in- unless you don't say what I'm going to say, then I'm going to tell you to erase I'd look notes. at it and i say, what do you need to think about? No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Just sign it, you dummy. Um, no, when they say I need to think about it, Usually my first off, like understand that that could mean a few different things. It's a very vague. Um, a lot of times there's a, it could be that there's a different commission or a commission objection behind that, that you have to get to. Um, but a lot of times what that is, is like, oh, I just feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, this is a big commitment. So my go-to when people say that is I say, okay, cool. Like, why don't I go ahead and walk you through the agreement? So we're on the same page and you understand everything about it. Cause this is a lot of pages. Like, why don't we, why don't I walk you through it? Is that what you thought I was going to say? No, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Um, Something that we do that's that's unique uh, here that not everyone does is we have a cancellation guarantee. So you can cancel anytime. Um, And I've heard someone, I thought you've said this before, is saying, um, cool, well, let's do this. I want to make sure we get your home. I can start marketing as soon as possible. In order to do that, I need to do this. If you think about it in three days and you don't want to do it, we can cancel the contract. But at least now I can get you started and getting you towards your goal, which is moving to New Mexico with your grandkids or whatever it is and bringing that why back in. Yeah. I don't go straight to that. Some oh. agents do. Well, that was someone else. That I was Louie. That's why was, he thought I was, it was me. Because we're like it, the same person. It was person. either Louie yeah. or Mike. <laughs> it was Louie. Mike doesn't use that one either. I know. Okay. I go to let me walk you through the agreement because sometimes with that, like a lot of times with that objection really, or that I want to think about it, it's not really an objection. It's just kind of like a it's like a mask for an objection. Yeah, and something that you have to say. You walk into Best Buy, they say, hey, how are you doing? I'm just looking. Yeah, not, exactly. You're, you're it's like a reflex. Something. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times what that also is, is like, hey, this agreement's like 10 pages long. I want to read through it. I want to understand what I'm signing. Like, cool. Like, why don't we walk through it? And a lot that takes that one off the table. And then if that doesn't work, then they're going to hit me. Usually they'll hit me with the real objection. Um, Before you go through 30 minutes of contract stuff, they're like, I don't care about that. I won't. Here's my real objection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But usually that'll flush out the, because some people want to make sure they understand what they're signing. And mm-hmm. that's fair. Like I mm-hmm. do. Like you should. I'm that way. Yeah. I Like when people put a big contract in front of me, like buying a car or something, I don't just sign it all. Like I'm like, hey, it's going to be a while. Like there's a lot of stuff. I got to read it. I'm reading this. And I'm that way. So I respect yeah. when people are that way. So I walk them through it. And that's like my... Like walking people through a listing agreement is like, that's like that jump shot I was talking about where you're really comfortable. Like that's where I feel good about like getting people on board with signing and I walk them through. Very cool. Um, And if not, that's when the real objection usually comes. Um, If they say, I still need to think about it. Like that's when it's time to do some uncovering and get to the real objection. 
I love that. And so again, and I'm glad that we went in a little bit to some of those objections and how you handle that um, with this episode being about avoiding Avoiding objections. objections, But I mean, it's going to happen, right? Like you're going to do everything you can to avoid it, but they'll still come up because people are unique. They have their own situation scenarios. But a lot of times also like you invite the objection without realizing it. Until after you do it. Damn it, Jeremy, you stole happened. my segue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something that like I, I see a ton of people do is they almost like invite an objection. Like they're expecting an objection. And, and so how do usually they ask some questions, right? The uh, the realtor is asking questions. What questions should a realtor avoid asking to not to to pull the wool over someone's eyes, but just to not invite those there's objections. Well, I mean, do you have any questions? That's like code for, can you give me an objection? <laughs> what objection? Like, you're not, you might as well say, what objections do you have? Okay. Yeah. I mean, and there's probably someone that says that. Oh, there's a ton of people that say that. <laughs> it's like a, it's a good, not good. It's like a thing we say. It's like a go-to thing that our subconscious just throws out there when we don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And we want to keep the conversation moving. So avoid what questions do you have? Do you have any objections? What are other questions that you have found realtors asking um, in that scenario? And of course, it's hard to know because you're not on the not listing appointment with them. In the listing appointments with them, yeah. But but we do a lot of role play here in the office. You've been here six years. You've seen lots of realtors give presentations. What other questions have have you seen people asking? You go avoid that question at all costs. Mm, that's a good one. Th- that mean those are the main two, definitely. What about um, questions? And I don't I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. If they're saying. Are you are you interviewing other realtors? Is that a good question or a bad question? I have I hear from great agents on both sides of that. It's kind of two schools of thought. Okay. One is I want to know going in so I can prepare for it, and one is um, I don't want to put the idea into their head. Yeah. Uh, to interview another agent because like oh should I? Yeah. I tend to fall into the second camp. Like I don't care if they're interviewing other agents. I feel that it's usually going to come up. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, in my opinion. Um, but I don't, I don't usually outright ask them. I'm very, I'm very assumptive. So I go in there with the assumption that they're going to become my client. We're going to work together. And then it's almost like a, it's a surprise to me if they don't. (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that was happening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very cool. Um, before we get into our whistle widget of the week, something that we use in our business that saves us time, makes us money, helps us have more fun. Not going to be my strong point, but go ahead. That's fine. (laughs) Um, anything else you want to add about ways to avoid objections in the first place? Um, pass. (laughs) Pass. (laughs) I'm going to say pass for the widget also, just so you know. Um, the the big thing is, is having a presentation prepared for both buyers and sellers. Um, asking for the clothes and not making it a big deal. That's the biggest thing is not making it a big deal and feeling comfortable and confident because 90% of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. So, Um, and then one thing that we didn't single out, but you talked about was having a good understanding of the contract. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I mean, it's 10, 15, what is it? 15 pages, something like that on the, the Depends on if it's a listing agreement or an off or a yeah. Yeah, buyer. Rep, um, yeah. But having a, a good understanding of the the contract. Um, so that way when they go, wait, well, what's this? Or, and you're like, um, that yeah, will, I don't know. Like, that puts a lot of doubt into people. Like confidence, like people want to go with somebody that like seems confident. And if you know the contract really well, you're going to be in your comfort zone, like explaining how it works and explaining to them. Um, and 
that's also where you can go with that assumptive close of like, okay, well now the part next part. Um, and sometimes I do this also, if I can, I could just have a, like, it's always situational, but sometimes I'll get through the presentation. And then when it comes time to close, like, now we just got to fill out some paperwork. Um, the first couple of pages are disclosures. This is your real estate agency disclosure. This explains like what the buyer's agent is, what the seller's agent is. And I'm just like, like just go right into I, it. I, there, I asked for the close in there and I went right past it into this it, is what this is. I'm just, it's just explaining. Your next slide of your, you, exactly. You, you don't say, okay, now I'm going to go to the next slide. Are you ready for the next slide? Like, you don't do that. No. So you, it's just the next step. The I next step that. is I'm going to, now we fill out some paperwork. The first couple of pages are disclosures. So they're, then they're just like, well, I didn't say no originally, so I guess I'll just carry through with it. I mean, you, I mean, it's a very natural transition to like, okay. And then, yeah. oh, okay. And then now you got their interest. You're just explaining. It's a, you're just explaining everything. I'm explaining the contract. And now we're at the page where you started signing and initialing the contract. Very cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you. We're not done yet. We're going to go into our widget. Um, if you're watching this and you got value, um, if you are seeing, you guys are doing your own role play and you're seeing someone inviting objections or uh, if you're a team leader and you're looking at your, your stats and you're going, wow, they go on a lot of objections, but their close ratios, shit, what's going on? Make sure you send them this video so that they way they can help um, sharpen their, their sales sword. Mm -hmm. That's a good alliteration. Um, and, and really kind of demystify the, the scariness of asking for the close. I, I feel much more comfortable now just talking about this of, oh, it's, it's not a drum roll, please. It's not a big thing. It's all right. Now we go to the next part. And I think if you share this with someone that's having trouble going from appointment to signed, uh, this can drastically improve their, uh, their sign rate. So, mm -hmm. uh, please, please, please. If you enjoyed this, we would, I beg you to please write us a review on um, your favorite podcast platform, comment uh, or like on the YouTube channel. Just as you ask your your buyers, your sellers to review you, word of mouth, you don't understand how uh, valuable reviews are on a podcast platform until you start running a podcast and going, wow, this is hard to get. So if you got value, please, please, please write a review, share your thoughts. Um, and then visit thewhistleway.com for uh, any of your real estate needs. That's easy. <laughs> thank you. Jeremy has a delayed pity laugh. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, let's go into our whistle widget of the week. Like I said, this is something that use, we use in our life. Uh, saves us time, helps us make more money, or just helps us have more fun. Jeremy, I'll let you go first uh, so you can pass it back to me. Pass. <laughs> you want, do you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. So one of the things that I use... Uh, we use this on... You better not steal mine. I, um, I swear to God. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got one. <laughs> uh, we use this when we film our video <laughs> show. Uh, it is a small rotating plate. It's about six inches in diameter. Um, that means from one edge of the circle to the other edge of the mm. circle, Jeremy, through the middle. Pi R squared. <laughs> Oh shit! I think that's not right. Is that right? No, no. <laughs> um, it's right it's for a, something. It's a I don't know about that. Small circular plate. Uh, we've been using the same one for seven years now, and they no longer sell it. Um, I'll give Tom the link. He'll put the photo up, and I'll put the link in the notes below. Um, but it's a ro you can Google it. It's called a rotating display stand. It's about twenty bucks on Amazon, and it's uh, um, USB powered, so you can charge it up. And then put it wherever ours uses C batteries. That's how old it is. Um, I had to take it from my boom box to use my C batteries. Um, but this little rotate, 
rotating display stand has a little mirror on top. And what's great about this is you can put something that you're you're showcasing. We usually use our food. Uh, you can use swag, you can, whatever you want to do, and it'll spin it in a circle. And so you can get really cool, unique shots of your uh, item um, that you can use in your marketing. So uh, I probably should have started with that. Jeremy Feynman was like, I understand what yeah, it is I was, I was really curious where you're going with that. Tom, mm -hmm. if you can just overlay uh -huh. one of the shots of food when I start talking about this, so that way people can see it on YouTube, I'd appreciate that. Uh, but it's about 20 bucks, and that's my Whistle Widget of the Week. Nice. And, oh, you have one? <laughs> I don't know if it counts as a widget. Yeah, it counts. I'm, I'm, I'm the least techie person. I think Kyle's person. used it before. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the closest thing I have to a tech widget of the week is that I forget to do things. <laughs> um, whether it's like, I think we've all gotten that, like, you get a text message and you're like, okay, I got to text that person back. But then your phone rings or like, you're like, oh, I'm running into a meeting. I'll text them back afterwards. And I know if I go into that meeting, there's no way I'm texting that person back after the meeting. Um, so I am a big fan of just pulling out my phone and saying, Siri, remind me to blah, 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 at blah, blah, blah time. And then I just throw reminders in my phone on the spot for anything that pops in my head in that moment. I've trained myself to set a reminder for either in an hour and a half or at this time so that, and I get a lot of reminders from Siri throughout the day because of that, but it's worth it because it's a lot of, Remind me to call, you know, seller A back, you know, remind me to text back this agent. Yeah. And it's great because you can do it when you're driving, you can do it really anywhere. You don't need a pen and paper. It's just, it's always there for you. Yes. Cool, dude. I like it. Well, Jeremy, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Whistleway podcast. We will see you all next week.